He's been seen on CNBC, the Fox News Channel, and the Fox Business Channel. His articles can be found on MarketWatch, Seeking Alpha, TheStreet.com, and many other places. He's the author of the weekly Best Stocks Now newsletter and the inventor of the Best Stocks Now app. He's president of Gunderson Capital Management. Here is professional money manager, Bill Gunderson. And welcome to the uh, midweek, the Wednesday, February 7th edition of the Best Stocks Now show with uh, professional money manager Bill Gunderson, president of Gunderson Capital Management. I'm here with Barry Kite, our chartered financial analyst. We're off to a good start here today. Uh, as the bell sounded about uh, 36 minutes ago, the Dow's up 40 or 53 points right now. <clears throat> a decent report from Ford, which we'll get to in a bit. Uh, it has pulled back a little bit, though, the Dow has uh, since uh, the open, but it's up 53 points, 38,574. The uh, NASDAQ is now up, uh, let's see, 20. Uh, 26 basis points, that's 43 points, <clears throat> closing in on a new all-time high, which is just above 16,000. Uh, it hasn't got there. The other two indexes have hit new all-time highs several times this year, not the NASDAQ. The NASDAQ's at 15,654. The S&P, I want to say that's a new high as it closes in on 5,000. The S&P is up 16 today to 4,970. The small caps are down a half a percent. I'm going to say that's probably because interest rates are up. Let's take a look. The 10-year is, well, flat. But we've got a lot of Fed speakers. (laughs) They're building in... uh, uh, dove or uh, hawkish talk from the Fed speakers. At least four. At least four today. <laughs> yeah, the ten-year is uh, basically flat at four point zero eight percent. So, welcome to today's Best Stocks Now show <clears throat> with professional money manager Bill Gunderson, president of Gunderson Capital Management, a nationwide fee-based only uh, firm. And I want to take a look at uh, yesterday was kind of a weird day in the market. Uh, the Dow was up like 174 points, something like that. But the big tech, the Fabulous 7, took the day off. I think there were some articles yesterday on them uh, about the uh, P.E. ratios that they're trading at. There were some articles about whether or not they can continue to carry the market on on their back, etc., uh, and so, uh, you know, the NASDAQ was only up 11 points. It really had a soft day. Stocks like AMD, Adobe, uh, uh, ANET, et cetera, uh, had a weak day. <clears throat> Lilly had uh, a good report but ended just slightly down on the day. Barry, I think the biggest problem that Lilly has is meeting the demand <laughs> for their products that bound right how are you going to you know how how are you going to make the product which uh you know is always uh demands the 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 you know first important thing the next next important thing to actually make the sale right is deliver the product so yeah uh, that's where you saw novo nordisk earlier uh in the week or towards the end of last week make that 
purchase for a for a supplier, and you know, uh, I would I would guess Lily's probably in the in the same boat well, trying to find. Uh, well, to go. no, there's there's news on that today. Uh, that company Catalan has been supplying Lily, so now they're afraid that uh, you know with them also supplying Novo Nordisk that they won't be able to get what they need. Uh, because of the deal. So it seems to be more of a shortage problem than a demand problem. Uh, that's a good problem to have. I don't worry too much about that because good uh, management will figure out how to meet the demand. Also yesterday, Celsius had a good day. Man, it's right up there in the in the energy drinks. It has grown 88% year over year. Uh, it has some backing uh, from Pepsi. Uh, Oscar Health had a good day yesterday. DoorDash had a good day yesterday. <clears throat> but those big tech stocks, NVIDIA, AMD, LAM Research, uh, Microsoft, uh, they, they had a soft day uh, yesterday, and uh, that's, uh, that hasn't happened for a while, but it did yesterday. Okay, now, <clears throat> what do we have to look forward to Today I saw this uh, calendar for the day. <laughs> I said, oh, filled with man. filled with uh, Fed speaker names. <laughs> yes, we had the MBA mortgage applications. The thirty years now at six point eight zero. We're going to get Fed's Kugler speech, Fed's Collin speech, Fed's Barkin speech. Uh, the results of the forty-two billion dollar ten-year auction. The Fed's Bowman speech. Yeah, biggest. So- Biggest ten-year auction ever of, really? uh, of U.S. Treasury securities, by the way. So well, that's, that's us needing money to finance yeah, uh, all these programs out there. At least we uh, borrowed it for ten years. <laughs> yes, instead of, instead of too short of a period. That's right. So uh, I think it's all going to be all about interest rates. Interest rates are sitting uh, chilly right now at four point oh seven. They're not moving one way or another. Uh, they want to hear what hap- what these guys say. Uh, and also how that uh, how that uh, uh, auction goes later today. Disney will yeah. report after the close tonight. Uh, Arm Holdings, PayPal, Wynn Resorts. And Arm, will Ar- be an, Arm will be an interesting one just because they haven't had. A, I don't think this is their first. It, at most, this is their second since uh, you know since they went yeah. and brought it back public. It was just always an interesting name to see in the past, and so now they'll. They'll have some, uh, you know, public comments versus being a private company for for an extended period of time. Yes. So here's that story. Lily reportedly worried about the impact of Catalan slash Novo deal. Well, yeah. Uh, you know, on Monday, Novo Holdings, which holds a controlling stake in Lily rival Novo Nordisk, announced it agreed to buy Catalan. Uh, the deal is expected to significantly expand Novo Nordisk production capacity for its hugely popular uh, GLP-1 drugs, Ozempic and Wingovi, which compete against Lilly's Mongero uh, and Zepbound. Well, now Lilly executives are concerned about the Catalan deal. Uh, it's, I guess they could uh, the, challenge it. I would have, you know, but yeah, Catalan is an integral part of diabetes and obesity drug manufacturing for the industry, and that Lilly has products made at the sites in question. I also read too that they're having trouble at a plant in Indiana. Catalan has had some issues in the past uh, with their plant, so uh, I think it's more. It's something I think that will be worked out. 
Uh, and we will have a, I've got an article in the works uh, with an update on Lily. We wrote, we last wrote about it on 9-11 of 23. It's delivered some significant al- uh, alpha along the way. When we wrote about it, it was 595. Uh, now uh, it's at 703. And I can't help but read some of the comments from that article, Barry. I just did three short ones in the article. Number one, this is so laughable I don't even know where to begin. Okay, he thinks I'm a fool. Number two, time to short Lily big time. wonder how he did with that short. Number three, bought puts on Lily yesterday at 597, so that tells you what I think. You know what I think? Ouch. Because it's seven hundred and five now, pal. Well, but you know an what? Example of a stock that can hit an you know basically an all time high and then uh, continues to 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 rise for for a good reason. Whether it's uh, you know the story, whether it's the the uh, you know, your uh, you know in terms of what your allocation is, what yep. your uh, valuation is right, and uh, and it continues to step up based on uh, extended growth. So, well, I mean, you got to ask yourself. There's several people out there saying it's going to become a trillion dollar baby, and uh, it wouldn't take that much from where it's at right now—a thirty or forty percent gain. And uh, I am uh, updating my five-year target price. Uh, I did that on Meta on Tuesday. That thing had uh, quite a few page views, I think 9,000, something like that, our Meta article. Uh, and uh, now I'm on uh, working on this uh, Lily article. And what's going to come out of it, and I will know by tomorrow morning what the five-year, my five-year target price back in September 11th was 1,020. Uh, and it was at uh, 595, and that caused one guy to say, this is laughable. Well, you know what? We're halfway there, pal. Uh, we're at seven over 700 now. What did the earnings do? You know what I think, if anything, I think the growth rate, I think that the growth rate, I was using a very conservative growth rate of 15%. I think I'm going to have to bump that a little bit higher. And now we have earnings estimates for Lilly out there on the street for next year. Uh, that come in at, uh, let's see, $17.55. What were they making just uh, a few years ago? About $7 a share. So when you have a stock... And looking for their next big drug. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) yeah, they've got others in the pipeline. They've got a couple of other good drugs there, but nothing like uh, Zepbound. They're looking for 96% growth in earnings this year. 42% 42% growth in earnings next year. Your alternative is Pfizer, Merck, you know. Lily is killing it. We'll be right back. Back here to the second uh, quarter of today's best stocks. Now, well, since the market is open, guess what? Surging. Two stocks are surging right now. One is Lilly, which was flat yesterday. It's up 3.7%. And by the way, 
I put my money uh, where my mouth is. When I wrote the article on Lilly back in September, uh, it had become our largest position by far. The app, beststocksnowapp.com, ranked it at number 26 out of 5,883. And uh, But it was so laughable, one guy didn't even know where to begin. Ah, you know, I like to rub it in a little bit, Barry, to these guys that are wrong most of the time. There's a lot of people in the market, and we all have yeah, our yeah, opinions. So when you and, end up getting a lot of views, it ends up, uh, yeah, you, you, you're looking down at the comments sometimes. <laughs> it's the smart <laughs> Alex that I, you know what, I like to mess with the smart Alex just a little bit. I don't write back, you know. I could write back this guy that bought puts at five ninety seven. I could write back. How did that turn out? Uh, yeah, I don't. You know, look, it's it's just I love the market. Uh, I love to see the opinions out there, and uh, you know, for the most part, I shut myself off from CNBC and from uh, Fox Business Channel, except when I was on them in the past. Uh, because, you know, I just hear so many wrong. They're wrong. Look at Barron's, okay? Their 77 picks last year underperformed the market by a long shot. Well, you should be subscribing to the Best Stocks newsletter as opposed to Barron's. Yeah, I think you get more bang for your buck and better performance at that. All right, so now, yeah, and oh, you know yeah. what else? And those publications got got expensive. Over They're not cheap. <laughs> For sure. to, to read another article about uh, Kimberly Clark, you know, from Barron's. Anyways, you know what else is surging right now? Meta. And uh, we had that article out uh, Tuesday. And, uh, and you know, I, I updated my target price on Meta. And you mo- actually, see? Monday. 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 Yeah, today's okay. Wednesday. Yeah, yeah, two days now, ago. Yeah. Now, uh, you know, we'll see where that target price. I'm going to know by tomorrow morning. I plugged in the new numbers. Uh, you know, the app uh, turns on at about 2.15, then it comes on again at 4, then it comes on again about 7. And sometime in the evening we have all the new data, and uh, it'll crunch those numbers that I plugged in there for the valuation and see what the new valuation is. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if it isn't higher than 1,020, which will be even more laughable. Uh, than the last valuation we did. Okay, enough of that. Let's take a look here at what else is happening in the market, okay? <clears throat> New, here, here's the other side of the street, New York Community Bank Corp. That thing's in big trouble. Now, you would think these guys that run these banks would be pretty sharp. Jamie Morgan, uh, Jamie Diamond, rather, probably the only bank I would own would be uh, J.P. Morgan. But look at the trouble they've got now. They've got the non-executive chair becoming the executive chair uh, trying to save this bank. And here's an interesting one. We have criticized. Well, look, I've disagreed so many times with Marco Kalanovic. I call him Kalamitevich at J.P. Morgan. I see that J.P. Morgan is uh, going against him. (laughs) Look. Uh, he he says we don't believe in his. Why is he the head of their mark their research? Then uh, he's reversing. J.P. Morgan's reversing their cautious call on U.S. stocks. 
less than a month into the, the trade desk now says it's tactically bullish. This stands in contrast to the global strategy team headed by Marco Kalanovic, who has consistently warned about stretch value. Fortunately, he's been warning about it for years and um, has missed this whole move in the market. So it's interesting that they would go against their own guy. CVS cuts 2024 outlook amid a spike in medical costs. You know, we're seeing this. This is the second one. The first one was just shocking when Humana. Uh, Humana, yeah. Okay, now CVS, which don't forget, CVS bought Aetna, who was a big competitor to Humana, and now uh, they might wish that they hadn't bought Aetna because the because CVS now offers health uh, plans, uh, but with the with the cost spiking, it's hurting them. Uh, Ford uh, came up with their earnings. They're definitely backing away. They're slowing down on their EV ambitions. Uh, the stock is up 35 cents today. I found this interesting. They have a skunk work team. That means kind of undercover uh, on a low-cost, next-generation EV platform. I think that's probably what's coming next at some point, uh, either Tesla or Ford, they realize that people aren't willing to pay $30,000 more for an electric vehicle. So they're going to have to come up with a car that's in the wheelhouse of the average consumer that they can afford, right? Well, what and what happened you know, to the hybrid? Uh, you, you put a good, good chart up a couple of days ago in oh, terms man. of Toyota, right? Uh, and they, you know, they they stuck with you know really you know the hybrid, right, being uh, uh, kind of what they're focusing on. And so, you know, to me, in some of these, I guess it was in GM's report where they were um, discussing, you know, moving back more to towards uh, you know a hybrid uh, uh, model in order to get their uh, miles per gallon, right? Averages down by whatever that uh, whatever that time frame is. That they well, need to have I would say by. that the U.S. car makers have lost their way. Toyota stock. Now, I look at 700, 800 charts a day. Okay, and and if I see something that really makes my eyeball, maybe it's only two or three a day, but it's still worth making my people uh, aware of it. I said, look at this breakout on Toyota, TM. Now, they're doing something right, and we're doing something wrong. And it's been that way for as long as I can remember, ever since the Datsun trucks came ashore uh, back in the uh, mid-'70s, etc., uh, taking on uh, our, our, our truck industry, which was kind of our, uh, our holy grail. Toyota is blasting off, uh, and there was a chart I noticed yesterday. It's one of the best charts in the entire Market Ferrari, symbol race. Yeah. Okay. Why are they making right. money hand over fist, and why is Toyota's earnings growing hand over fist? I hate to say it, but they're clobbering GM and Ford and Stellantis uh, and Volkswagen and all the others. I mean, these two have got are doing something differently. Well, when they're and making investments working. in the making, their, you know, they're making uh, uh, you know investments into positive, uh, you know, re- return on investment, right? Uh, projects versus you know in the EV space, right? They're you know the the you know, our big 
big autos are not, uh, you know, it's not as profitable or, yeah. or not profitable at and all. And I'd have to say that the, the, the auto workers union hasn't helped. Just from my perspective, looking at it from the outside, has not helped our automakers. It's hurt their competitive uh, uh, position in the market. When we come back, we're going to talk about the pride of Bloomfield Hills. They reported earnings today. And Alibaba, which was once the pride of China. What has happened to Alibaba? We'll be right back. This is Bill Gunderson. Thank you for tuning in to today's Best Stocks Now, Best Inverse Funds Now show. I put several hours of research in during the wee hours of the morning each day to bring you the very best cutting-edge stories that I can. To get two free weeks of my newsletter, go to GundersonCapital.com. To talk to us about our fee-based only money management services, call us at 855-611-BEST. Now, back to the second half of the show. Welcome to the uh, second half of today's Best Stocks Now show. Alibaba, China. You know, Alibaba is down 5% again today. Uh, the P.E. ratio is 9. Uh, Alibaba was once a $319 stock. I think that was before Jack Ma went awry right of the of the ccp and now it's a 74 dollar stock from 319 down to 74 dollars i i was just their amazon say, i mean that i was, know that was their you know that was kind of the signature name right it would be like if uh you know somebody put google down you know half amazon down halfway through its growth yeah. right <laughs> it seems like uh, uh temu is kind of their amazon now which is owned by pdd but look, there was a time when I invested in China and owned Chinese stocks and did well with them. Uh, but man, I just it's it for me it's uninvestable. Well, and today uh, they changed something. their they changed their regulator, right? So now they have a new. Uh, they just changed, you know, basically the uh, securities regulator. I just happened uh, earlier today, I believe, and so they're in. Um, like I said yesterday, they're they're you know stopping short selling. They're also you know making. Uh, traders make, you know, basically hold a position instead of sell. Uh, I think they're buying some ETFs, right, to help, uh, it's prop hard up, to override uh, the markets because it eventually yeah. the markets will win out, but right. that's what so. they're trying to do. And it's just, it's just not an investable place. But, you know, on the bigger scale, uh, emerging markets are not investable because the vast majority, when you buy an emerging market ETF, yeah. you're getting a lot of China exposure. Okay, talk about the haves and have-nots. I talk about this all the time. The sunny side of the street and the dark side of the street. Snap! It's on the dark side. Look at the, yeah, the blowout earnings that Meta has. The okay? other side of Meta, right, would be right. what this is. What's the other side of the metaverse? <laughs> Hell, I don't know. Snap is down 34%. 
headquartered in Santa Monica. I'm sure it's a bunch of guys with skateboards and whatnot. Expensive skateboards. Uh, they've made some money on this deal. But have the clients made any money? Have the investors made any money on this deal? This is now an $11 stock. What did it come public at? Oh, $23 stock. Oh, good job for the investors. While they cleaned up, investors have uh, gotten clobbered. And, the, you know, the stock was showing some signs of life here recently. And then they come up with a disastrous report, Snapchat. It seems to me, well, their earnings are down 43% year over year. Last quarter, they were down 75%. See why earnings matter? Their sales are up 5%. But they've basically been flat for years. Their growth rate's been 3% a year over the last five years. They lost their way. Or, better said, I think Facebook ate their lunch, you know, between Instagram, uh, WhatsApp. Well, and how to monetize it. I mean, that's the other, remember, you had, they ran into the, uh, you kind of had that period of time where, where there was, you know, they, they changed the way that they could put ads on your phone, right? And then, you know, depending on how you... Uh, navigated that uh, change, and you know uh, names like uh, Meta or Facebook have, Apple has, um, and uh, in this instance, you know, Snap hasn't hasn't hasn't. No, they never really did a very good job of monetizing. Okay, let's go to Bloomfield Hills for a moment. Uh, let me look. That's one of the cities I track the weather uh, there because uh, we plan on going soon back to Bloomfield. I loved it there. That was a lot of fun in Bloomfield. Well, Roger Penske. Did you know that Penske Automotive Group is headquartered in Bloomfield Hills? Yeah, that's right. And, uh, you know, I'm old enough to remember when Roger Penske was uh, the foot behind the pedal of an IndyCar going around (laughs) the Brickyard Racetrack. It was not that long ago. And uh, now, of course, uh, you know, he's a car owner, all kinds of. He's 86 years old. Car car owner, basically. But uh, headquartered in Bloomfield Hills, Penske Automotive. We have a local auto dealer. Uh, he, he does okay himself. He owns several dealerships here in the Charleston area. Uh, who He sold his two, uh, he had two franchises up in uh, North Carolina, uh, Hearst. Uh, well, let's see, William, William, I can't remember the name of that city there on the coast. Uh, but anyway, oh, Williamsburg, I think. Maybe. No, not no, Williamsburg. That's, that's no, it's a it's a nice coastal city there. Uh, uh, Wilmington. To, yeah, Wilmington. Yeah. Okay, Penske Group Auto Group is up three percent today. Now that's his car division, which operates car franchises, but it is headquartered in uh, Bloomfield Hills. Now, have you ever heard of someone say, "I wish I'd have never sold that stock"? Oh, I've said it. You know, I think of some of the stocks that I owned 20 years ago, uh, 18 years ago, 15 years ago, even ones I wrote about in my book 11 years ago. I should have never, ever sold Priceline. I should have just held on to it. Well, McDonald's had a big position in Chipotle. They got to be saying, why did we sell Chipotle? Chipotle today, it's now a... Three thousand two thousand six hundred and ninety four dollars stock. Well, McDonald's is stumbling, selling people burnt egg McMuffins. Chipotle is a seventy four billion dollar company. You know, I like Chipotle. Chipotle puts out a good product. 
Yeah, and the, and the mobile ordering, I mean, is, I've always been impressed with that. They really, you know, kind of had that figured out even before COVID. And Chipotle has the social media users, right? You go into a Chipotle, the average age in there is 30, and they're all looking at their smartphones uh, and their queso, one or the other. Chipotle Mexican Grill up $210 per share. You see how there's the haves? And the have-nots, okay? Then you look at Yum, okay? Yum Brands. Uh, well, actually, Yum is up. It was down. Yum's up 4%. But Chipotle is way bigger than well, Yum. Of course, yeah, of course, Yum being uh, uh, Taco Bell, uh, KFC, and Pizza Hut. Right? Yeah, the four food groups. No, there's another one in there. I think it's A&W Root Beer or something like that. Uh, but Chipotle rallies after comparable sales and margins shine. Unbelievable. Now, I've owned Chipotle in the past. Yeah, we've written about it. Why did I ever sell my Chipotle, right? Okay, then one of ours here today, I'm surprised because they had blowout earnings. How about a company whose sales were up 85% year over year, earnings up 54% year over year. The stock is down 2.3%, but ELF, Elf is in our emerging growth portfolio. You get a hit in that cosmetics industry, and you can really make a lot of money. Uh, Mac, I think, recently, and there's some others there. Uh, we still are. And Elf's going to advertise. It would be interesting to see their com- I just watched the Super Bowl for the commercials. Oh, there's some football in between, I guess, uh, which I do enjoy. I like the fact that. San Francisco 49ers quarterback was the last guy drafted. <laughs> Mr. That was yeah, like Mr. me in Irrelevant. fifth grade, right? right? I was yeah. always the last <laughs> the guy last chosen <laughs> for the kickball or the tetherball team. But I would always win. So you know what? Here's this little guy. Tom Brady has a – he was one yeah, of the last guys. Picked, he was picked a little late as well. Yeah. So anyways, you got to root for the underdog there. Uh, a little bit. But Elf Beauty reported earnings, blowout earnings, beat by 18 cents, revenue beat by $32 million. I think the street wanted even a bigger home run. Uh, they wanted a grand slam. A home run wasn't good enough. Uh, but we still have a big target price. And I have to add that to my list of stocks to give an update on in uh, an article for Seeking Alpha. Uh, because we have written El- up Elf, right? Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. But I'm trying well, to remember when I'm going to take a date, look here. Data that one was. Yeah. Uh, see if anybody called it laughable or not. I'm sure they did. Let's see. Elf Beauty. We wrote it up. <clears throat> well, I'm going to look it up during the break here. Uh, write an article. There it is. Saved articles. Read articles. You look it up during the break. All Manage right. articles. Yeah. There it is. Managed articles. We wrote up Elf. On September 6th, yeah. only 3,422 people read about it. That's okay. You missed a good one there. At the time, ELF was uh, 136. Where is it today? 171. So not bad. I mean, it's making its way. It's up 25% since we wrote about it. During the same period of time, the S&P 500 is up 11%. And, Barry, what do you call the difference between 
25% and 11%. What do you call that? What's the word? It's an alpha there. Alpha. And that's why that site is called Seeking Alpha. That is the elusive uh, target that we're all chasing is to beat the S&P 500 with our picks. Elf did it. We'll be right back. to the uh, final segment of today's Best Stocks Now show. You know, Barry, I was just looking. I, it's hard. It takes time to write these articles. That's why you don't see more. Uh, but we try. Uh, uh, right before we wrote yeah, Elf. You've got to put some effort in there because uh, you're going to get those guys. you got, got all you, those comments coming you've at you. You've got people with painted faces ready to attack you. <laughs> if you if you spell a word, if a comma is misplaced, you got to have some thick skin <laughs> to write an article. But you know what? Look, I would rather be right than, uh, you know, all these idiots that here's NVIDIA. Here's what we said on August 29th. NVIDIA remains the best stock in the market now. Now, that's a bold statement. Particularly from where, you know, the growth that it had had up to that point, right? Well, yeah, and we already owned it. I mean, and I said, look, it's still a great stock. It'll be interesting to see what we say about Lilly tomorrow. Uh, I know what I said about Meta on Tuesday. Now, since we said that about NVIDIA, it's up another 42%. During that time, the market's up 11%. And, of course, that different. Now, that's when they came out with that knock it out of the ballpark. I called it the uh, the earnings report heard around the world, that NVIDIA yeah. report. Yeah, well, and, they had already, and that had already came out. So, in other words, you know, from a valuation model, right, it's like, uh, you know, you're looking at it, and, of course, it may not feel great to hop on hop on the, the NVIDIA at that point in time, right? But uh, from a valuation standpoint, it made sense. And, well, like you said, it's up uh, another, you know, 40% since I'm, that I'm looking at the, uh, you know, the valuation that we did back in August, and this was after the stock made that big move. I came right. out with a new target price of 871. It had 89.6% upside potential. Oh, you ought to see the comments on this one. Uh, I got uh, scalped. Not, so I'm lucky I still have might a scalp. Not be out on radio. <laughs> well, they can't do that on Seeking Alpha, but they can do it kind of underneath the surface a little bit, smart Alex stuff. But anyways, uh, you know, look, the stock's at 693 now. So the target price, uh, we're doing just fine with that target price. But the very first, I'll just, I'll just do the very first uh, comment here because it's kind of funny. He says, yeah, better buy at all-time highs. I think I'll pass. So, But there is an argument to be made. Is it better to buy a stock hitting new all-time highs or new all-time lows? Well, it's been my experience. It's been my experience. If you buy a stock that's hitting new highs, they're doing something right. And a stock that's hitting new highs is more apt to continue to hit new highs as long. Okay, so now here's where the app comes into place. It's how much meat's left on the bone. Exactly. Right? It comes down to the valuation. 
And where most quant systems out there, I'm going to say all of them, I don't know of another quant system that takes valuation and makes it half of the equation. Because performance looks backwards. This is where the stock has been, and here's where it is today. And the chart ends right here, today. It doesn't predict the future at all, other than you can kind of map out the direction it's going and the trend and all this and that. But the valuation tells you where it can go, and the valuation, obviously, uh, we tweak them from time to time, especially when they report earnings, and we totally relook at it and put in the new numbers, etc. But uh, I have no problem. I would much rather buy a stock. Well, look at today. Pfizer's hitting new lows. It's a stinker of a stock. And Lilly's hitting new highs. They have probably the biggest drug of all time, both them and Novo Nordisk. So anyways, it's up to you. That's why I say you got to go where you want to go. you got to do what you want to do. I would also say this, that contrarians, Marco Colano, I see Wilson got reassigned too at Morgan Stanley. Did you see that? <laughs> yeah, I didn't know. I don't know if he's the janitor or in the lunchroom. Or he's doing. Yeah, he's focusing on something else. Uh, they, where he yeah, could be more uh, because they've been wrong. Uh, useful on one particular strategy, I think. So, well, contrarians have been killed for the last since two thousand and nine when earnings started taking off. Contrarians have been clobbered. The famous one, Chanos, that was on all the time on C- He's out of business. He closed down shop because he was shorting stocks like this, taking the opposite side. Some people are just contrarians because they're just contrarians, right? You know the type. And, uh, you know, it doesn't put money in your pocket. The most, the Peter, uh, Peter, Peter, uh, the Peter gold Lynch. guy. No, 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 no. He made money for people. No, Peter, uh, that made that the big gold guy that's been negative. He's kind of disappeared uh, from the landscape because he was a perma bear, and uh, you know that doesn't make money for anybody, especially if you short this stuff uh, and it continues to go up. You get clobbered. There's no, there is no end to what you can lose in a short position. Right? So, anyways, you know, to each his own. That's why they yeah, call I mean, it a market. A, yeah, it can theoretically an infinity loss, right, if the stock goes to the moon. So. Yeah. So, anyways, a few other stocks here uh, in the in the news here today. Uh, I would not be an owner of Ford. It is definitely not a best stock now. Good people work for Ford. We're proud of it. But they're not making money. They're not growing the company. They're losing market share to people that are doing what they do better uh, than what they do. Look at Toyota breaking out to new all-time highs. Well, don't touch a stock that's hitting new all-time highs. How many times has Chipotle hit a new all-time high over the last 10 years? Okay. How many times has Booking.com, the former Priceline.com, hit a new all-time high over the last don't win a don't bet on a, a football team that's won five Super Bowls in a row. Bet on the one that's never won a Super Bowl. It's just kind of that mentality. And you know, it's funny because there are a lot of contrarians. They come out when you write an article. The contrarians come out from their holes and their caves. 
and, and and throw darts at you, and uh, and then you don't hear from them again as the stock continues to climb higher. They just kind of slowly disappear. But there will be another bear market. There will be another fifty percent haircut in the market. You also always have to be looking in the rearview mirror. And the forward earnings estimates, that's your best gauge of all for your macro call on the market. Look, I mean, most people, the consensus estimate for the market's like 5,200. We're at 5,000 right now. Uh, So something has to give there. But there's always individual stocks. That's why I don't like indexes or ETFs, because you can always find the sunny side of the street. Amongst the ETFs, the good stocks versus the bad stocks. We call them best stocks now. To get the newsletter, two free weeks, GundersonCapital.com. If you'd like to set up an appointment with us, 855-611-BEST. 855-611-BEST. Solicitation to buy or sell any securities. Bill Gunderson or clients of Gunderson Capital Management may have long or short positions in stocks mentioned during the show. Past performance is not indicative of future performance. Gunderson Capital Management is a fee-based registered investment advisory firm. All accounts are held at Charles Schwab. Schwab is a member of SIPC and FINRA.